The Gamecocks are in desperate need of landing a running back in the 2024 recruiting cycle, and based on recent events, it seems like they're in the driver's seat to land one of the nation's best. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first watch or listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And there's been a lot of developments going on with the recruiting front for Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program. We're going to dive into some running back recruiting to start the show. We'll talk about a couple guys that have set up some intriguing official visits and We'll talk about some men's basketball recruiting as Lamont Paris and his coaching staff added a key SEC transfer on Monday afternoon. So let's start off with the running back position for South Carolina's football program, which is obviously a position that they haven't really recruited all too well in terms of the high school portion of their recruiting department since Shaper and his staff arrived here. In 2022, they did not sign a single high school running back. You could say that was primarily because the staff didn't have a whole lot of adequate time to develop relationships. So that one was understandable. 2023, they only signed one high school running back. And granted, it was a good one in Dontavious Braswell out of the state of Georgia. One that's definitely going to add some speed to the running back room for the Gamecocks. But it seems like the tide is really starting to turn for the Gamecocks in terms of recruiting this position because 2024, it looks like it's shaping up to be the season where the Gamecocks don't just add one, but they add multiple game-changing type running back positions. I've talked about Daniel Hill from the state of Mississippi multiple times now in the past few weeks. Talked about him with John Garcia Jr. And it seems like the Gamecocks, as of right now, are in very good position to potentially land the prospect out of Meridian High School. But it's been a while since we've discussed Anthony Scuda Carey, another prospect that, again, we've talked about on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, but there hasn't been a whole lot of public information to sort of discern in terms of where his recruitment is currently standing. Well, that all changed on Monday afternoon as Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports Steve Wiltfong and National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan both put in a crystal ball prediction for the South Carolina Gamecocks to land Anthony Scuda Carey. And again, both of these guys from 24-7 Sports, they don't just put these predictions out there for nothing. These predictions, most of the time, are 100% dead on. So, when looking at Anthony Scuda Carey's film, what is it that Gamecock fans really need to know about the rising senior out of Carrollwood Day School? Well, Overall, Anthony Scooter Carey is a north-south runner whose elusiveness and elite ball carrier vision allows him to create explosive plays in the running game. And while Anthony Scooter Carey's speed is good overall, he's not necessarily a consistent home run threat. And 
Scudicari is also not somebody who is going to look to run people over. But it seems like that he's pretty built for his 6 foot 185 pound frame because defenders have a tough time bringing him down if they do not wrap up well when they are engaged in trying to tackle Anthony Carey on the football field. Based on all of these skills that I have gone over, Anthony Carey, he is a running back that would fit a zone-blocking run offense quite well. And that's the kind of offense that South Carolina, for the most part, has implemented on that side of the ball over the past couple years. And I've talked about this before, but I'll quickly sort of go over this once again. Zone-blocking basically means that your offensive linemen are blocking space. So, in a way, they are working sort of diagonally down the field, and they're trying to block guys that are sort of in a particular area and open up running lanes. The running back's job in that kind of offense is to see the lane that is open for them and correctly choose the right one in order to get the most yardage possible. And as some of y'all, again, just may have watched from some of the film of Anthony Scudicari, he is a very, very good runner in terms of seeing holes that are opening up on a moment's notice and running right on through those holes. So, I think that for South Carolina's offense, if Dow Loggins continues to utilize zone blocking for the most part in the ground game, I think that Anthony Scooter Carey is a guy that would fit that kind of running game perfectly. And here's the thing. Shane Beamer and his staff, obviously, you got to give a lot of credit to them and obviously running back coach Montario Hardesty for having gotten the Gamecocks heavily in the game here. You've also got to credit some other commits from this class in Dante Reno and Mazio Bennett, who have both been constantly interacting with him on his Twitter posts, and it seems like that they are in decent communication with him outside of social media as well. So... Obviously, we don't have any general idea of maybe when Anthony Scudicari could announce a commitment. He has not put anything out regarding that. But based on what we have seen from analysts Steve Wiltfong and Brian Doan, again, of 24-7 Sports, it looks like that Anthony Scudicari, as of this moment, is a pretty good lean to South Carolina. Maybe he still goes through some of his summer official visits, and if he does that, he's probably going to visit some schools maybe like a Notre Dame or an Ole Miss or North Carolina, which is a school that's definitely been pushing for him in the past couple of months. But again, South Carolina, it looks like along with Daniel Hill, you can now throw an Anthony Scudicari as a running back that they seem to be leading for at this current moment. What a class it could be for South Carolina if they could land two four-star running backs to go along with that offensive line group. That is how you could change your entire running game in just one recruiting class. But obviously, Anthony Scudicari, he's not the only big-time prospect that the Gamecocks are still heavily pursuing on the offensive side of the ball. And there's two other guys that just announced on Monday when they're going to take their official visit to South Carolina. We'll dive into those two announcements and the players that the Gamecocks are targeting in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, obviously, Major League Baseball is officially back. And, you know, whether you like some of the new rules that have been implemented with the pitch clock, with the bigger base pads, or maybe you're someone that is a bit of a traditionalist and you like the fact that batters are actually stepping out of the box almost after every single pitch and they have to always readjust their gloves. 
like they can't get new ones if those gloves do not work well enough. Either way, FanDuel has got a really good deal for you right now if you like to watch Major League Baseball because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. This means that you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win on a Major League Baseball bet that you place on FanDuel. The Atlanta Braves have two player award prop bets currently ongoing with FanDuel. Ronald Cunha Jr. is right now listed with plus 480 odds to win the National League MVP, while Spencer Strider currently has plus 700 odds to win the National League Cy Young Award. So if you're interested in putting any money down on either of those prop bets, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel is an official betting partner of Major League Baseball welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day at 3 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, wherever you get your audio podcasts, and at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on YouTube. You could also follow the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast both on Twitter and Facebook. All right, so let's get back into some football recruiting news for South Carolina. As two different 2024 targets officially set their official visit for South Carolina later on this summer. The first one I want to talk about is wide receiver Parker Livingston, as he plans to visit the Gamecocks the weekend of June the 2nd through the 4th. Now, Parker Livingston might be a name that sounds familiar to some of you, and if you're wondering where you've heard that name before, it's because I've talked about Parker Livingston on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast as a quote-unquote can't-miss prospect for Shane Beamer and this staff. I talked about that on my show back on February the 24th, because here's the thing, Parker Livingston, he's a wide receiver, which automatically means that he has a higher priority compared to some other guys on the recruiting board because he plays at a position of need for South Carolina in this cycle. And here's the other thing. I talked about it on the February 24th show. He possesses both size and athleticism on the football field. He's listed at six foot three, around 180, 185 pounds, depending on where you look. And the other thing is, according to some of his film on Huddle.com, he was once recorded running a 22.4 mile per hour speed on a particular play this past season. And if you try to convert that speed to a 40-yard dash time, that ends up working around a 4-2 40-yard dash. That is speed that South Carolina has literally not seen since probably Demir Bird was playing for them back in 2012, 2013, 2014. And Demir Bird, I believe he wasn't even running this fast on the football field. Now, Parker Livingston did recently release his top five, which consisted of teams like Texas A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Texas, and South Carolina. Now, as of this current moment, if you asked me where do I think he's leaning, I would say probably right now, Texas is the leader here. They are, of course, the home state school because Parker Livingston does play over in the state of Texas, and he has visited the Texas Longhorns on three different occasions, including, I believe, once within the past month and a half or so. 
And here's the thing with South Carolina. As you may notice compared to the rest of his contenders in his top five list, the Gamecocks are by far the farthest away from home for him. Because Texas A&M, obviously State of Texas, Arkansas, LSU, those are border states right there. Arkansas and the state of Louisiana, that is. And South Carolina, they do have one ace up their sleeve. He has yet to visit Columbia in person. Now, he has had a quote-unquote virtual visit with Shane Beamer, Dow Loggins, and I believe Coach Justin Stepp, of course, on the offensive side of the ball. But as we all know, everything looks different virtually versus actually seeing it all in person for yourself. And as we know, with Shane Beamer and this coaching staff from their short time here in Columbia, they typically take full advantage of having guys on campus for official visits in the month of June. Parker Livingston, right now, I would say, actually has the Gamecocks number two. I really genuinely don't think that he has tweeted much about any other school besides the state of Texas when you're talking about South Carolina. So, I think that this is a golden opportunity for the Gamecocks to really make up some ground here. Who knows? If they absolutely blow this thing out of the water... You throw in the relationships that he seems to have with some of these other commits, like Adante Reno, and especially Amazio Bennett, who seems to be ramping up his efforts in pursuing Parker Livingston in the past few weeks. I could see this being a shocking upset, honestly, on the recruiting trail. And I say shocking upset in the sense that this is a Texas kid that the Texas Longhorns want really, really badly. If South Carolina was to win this recruiting battle, oh boy, you you talk about capturing the attention of all those schools in the Midwest, that would be phenomenal for South Carolina. It would be another one of those quote-unquote plant-the-flag moments as Lockdown's recruiting insider John Garcia Jr. would say. So Parker Livingston, definitely one to watch once we get to the month of June. Another offensive prospect is offensive lineman Mike Williams, who plans to visit for the weekend of June the 23rd through the 25th. Now Mike Williams is sort of the last major recruiting target on the board at the offensive line position for South Carolina at this current moment. He has visited the Gamecocks on three occasions, which started with a Junior Day weekend trip back in January of this year and recently for South Carolina spring game this past Saturday. And here's the thing. The Gamecocks have got a connection here with Mike Williams as a former high school teammate of his and Gamecock edge defender Desmond Omeo-Zulu is currently on campus. He enrolled early, of course, went through spring practice. And so whenever Mike Williams wants to know anything about this football program, how do the coaches genuinely treat you? What's it like being a student athlete at the University of South Carolina? What's the academic programs like? How are the advisors? He can literally hit up Desmond Zulu at any point in time and ask him any of those questions. And that is just something that is going to be a distinct advantage for the Gamecocks compared to the rest of these schools. Unless Charles Herbert Flower School is a school that has prospects all over the place, then maybe there's another school that can match it. But you get my point there. Now, Mike has also set official visits to schools like Michigan State. Virginia Tech, and Miami. Miami in particular right now seems to be the biggest competition 
for South Carolina. And he also holds offers from schools like Tennessee, Southern Cal, and the Florida Gators. So, clearly based on the offers, Mike Williams is an intriguing prospect who offers a good amount of potential. And again, if you're Mike Williams and you're looking at South Carolina's recruiting class, it's very clear they are building something special with the offensive line unit. The pitch here could simply be you could come and be a part of that. You could play with a former high school teammate of yours. You could be a part of a special run in Columbia. So, again, Mike Williams, he is going to be one to watch moving forward. The Gamecocks, if they're not the leader for him right now, they are probably neck and neck with the Miami Hurricanes. So, this one, certainly not over yet, but will be one to watch, again, as we get into the month of June. All right, now let's move on to the recruiting front on the basketball court for Lamont Paris and the men's basketball program as Lamont and his staff landed transfer wing Miles Stute from Vanderbilt on Monday afternoon. Now, there's some people that might see this pickup and they might not be too thrilled and that might be because of the fact that you're still not happy about the fact that South Carolina lost, you know, 20, 21 games this past season. And you still got a sour taste in your mouth from those end results. But in my honest opinion, this was a really good pickup for Lamont Paris and this program. And I think there's multiple reasons why that is the case. I'm going to start off with an obvious one. For those of you who watch South Carolina's men's basketball team in conference play, Miles Stute is going to bring three-point shooting to this roster. And that is very important because South Carolina has already lost Chico Carter Jr. to the transfer portal, which happened sometime back in mid-March. The weird thing is, haven't heard any news yet regarding where he might end up going. But nonetheless, if Chico still winds up leaving South Carolina and going somewhere else, now South Carolina's got someone that can take over that role. Miles Stute is a career 38% three-point shooter on 451 attempts, and he shot a season-high 43% on 183 attempts back in his sophomore campaign, which was the 2021 through 22 season. So this is a guy that can hit the long ball from behind the arc, much like Chico Carter Jr. did during his time in Columbia. Miles Stute also brings experience in this conference. He has played in 91 career games and started 59 of them, both of which are far more than any other player that is currently on the roster, with the exception of potentially a Jacoby Wright in terms of games played. But either way, you get the point. Lamont Paris and this staff, they understand they need somebody that knows this conference, understands the daily, weekly grind of going through conference play in the SEC, a conference that has grown exponentially in terms of men's basketball from top to bottom in the past decade or so. They're getting that in Miles Stute. And then there's one other reason why I think this is a really good pickup for this staff. He's going to be an automatic starter at the wing spot, at that three spot in South Carolina's lineup. And this is going to do a couple things. First of all, Lamont Paris and the staff now no longer need to run all those three guard lineups that they were starting to run this past year, whenever maybe Gigi Jackson was going through some of his stuff off of the court, or you know when Hayden Brown was banged up a little bit throughout the season. 
Miles Stewart is going to slide right on into that three spot, which was the spot that Gigi Jackson held for the most part last year. And the other thing that that is going to do is that is going to offer rising sophomore Zachary Davis more time to develop and prepare himself to become a full-time starter for this team. I think that Zachary Davis is a kid that a lot of fans really enjoyed watching play basketball this past season because Zachary Davis, you never had to say anything about his effort. The kid plays defense and was somebody that really was the head of the 1-3-1 zone that South Carolina's defense employed in a plethora of games later on in the season. This is a kid that could be a real solid two-way player if he could just grow and develop a little bit more. Now, Zachary Davis is going to get more of a chance to do that because he's not going to be thrusted on into the starting lineup this next season. Miles Stude can take that role, which means Zachary Davis now can continue to be a role player coming off the bench, playing important minutes in that aspect. But again, he's not going to have all that pressure on him to have to just grow in every single area of his game, something he already probably wants to do, but it's a little bit less than he would have otherwise if he was coming to this season like, oh great, so I've been here for one year, and now i got to be a starter for a 30-plus game slate against SEC competition. Well, that's just good to know. That's not going to happen now with Miles Stute on this roster. So I think that this takes care of several needs for Lamont Paris and this staff, and I'm not going to make it out like Miles Stude is going to add, you know, five-plus wins to South Carolina's win-loss record for this next season. But there's no question that he is going to be a solid veteran piece that can be relied on when the Gamecocks play some of these close, tight games against some other SEC opponents. The Vanderbilt Commodores, they were a 22-win team this past season. They won 22 games. Miles Stewart was a part of that team, and... When he started there, they were winning, I think, probably 13 to 15 games. That's right around sort of where South Carolina is right now. So Miles Stute knows what it's like to see a program start off at the very bottom and have to stack up miniature wins, which turn into bigger wins. And then eventually last year, led to Vanderbilt, I think, going to the semifinals in the men's basketball tournament for the SEC, and again, winning 22 games and going to the NIT. They earned a postseason berth for the first time in like six-plus years, I think, as a program. So that's something that is just invaluable in terms of having been around the block, having witnessed what it's like going through that. Miles Stude, therefore, because of that and his on-court skills, is going to help out South Carolina a lot in multiple areas this next season. But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are your thoughts about the recent developments regarding Anthony Scuda Carey, a big-time running back prospect for South Carolina on their recruiting board? What do you think about the possibility of landing both him and Daniel Hill down the road? Let me know your thoughts on that topic and the other ones I discussed on today's show in the comments section. If you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at a line underscore SC and I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And once again, thank you to all of the everydayers that watch or listen to the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Again, you're what makes this show possible and i greatly appreciate all of you for your support 
So once again, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.